Hi friends! This is just a little introduction to let you know that a lot of what is happening in today's podcast is us showing things live on our stream. If you are interested in seeing the things that we are showing, you can head over to twitch.tv slash ruleofcoolpodcast to check it out. Our streams are available for up to two weeks after we stream, which is every Saturday at 6pm Eastern Standard Time. Usually. Sometimes we're late. We're a little chaotic that way. It happens. Also, check out QQA, our new campaign, Quelm Questing Academy. We stream this every other Sunday. The next episode is going to be January 17th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our players are our mods, Alyssa, Matt, and Amber, and my co-host Nathan with me DMing. It's a lot of fun, so you should come check us out at twitch.tv slash ruleofcoolpodcast. But for now... Enjoy this podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Rule of Cool podcast. My name is Morgan. And I'm Nathan. And today, we are going to be talking about what we use to run our games, both... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just got distracted, because I just see Nathan brushing his beard. <laughs> I didn't do it before the stream. Oh my gosh. Um... <laughs> sorry. And today, we are going to be talking about what we use to run our games, both online and in real life. Yeah. Um, some of the things overlap and some of them don't, but we're going to be talking about our favorite things and the basic things you should have. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're, you're coming into uh, looking to run a game either in person or online, um, I feel like that's like one of the biggest things with D&D is like, what do you need? Like, what do you need to play this game? And like, realistically, almost nothing. Like you don't yeah. actually need anything if you, if, especially if you, well, you need certain things to play online with people, um, ways to connect. But if you're in person, you could get two to five people together and you could just make things up and you don't even have to roll dice. You could just, just, you know, tell a story together and, you know, go on your own way. But I, I'd say like really nitty gritty, you know, you need dice and you need some sort of a rule book, you know, player's handbook so that you're able to create a character, make your character know what it needs to do, how the things work, look up spells, things like that, um, and then dice to manipulate the outcome of the story. But other than that, I mean, that's like the very bare minimum to start a game is is a book, most likely, and you can find free resources online too, um, like the free PDF, I don't intro kind of guide um mm -hmm. that has like very basic rules about character creation and D D and has like spells and stuff in it you can just get that for free online from wizards of the coast um buy a set of dice literally you could buy dice at the dollar tree now i don't know if you yeah seen i was gonna say they have one dollar dice at the dollar tree <laughs> they're not they're not balanced very well but no, but they if if you were in a pinch Buy them up. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if you were like, you know, really looking to just get the game going and have some fun, I mean, it's a book. You get the free rules online. You spent $1, and you and your friends could share one thing of dice, and you you could play D&D &D for $1. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really that easy. And even less than that, if you do have a phone or a computer like most people have. Oh, um, yeah. You Download can just roll a free app. I, let me... You don't look need, at what this app the, the is apps and things are even better, but D&D uh, &D Beyond is a free thing, has a dice roller built into it now. Uh, and that's the nice thing is that you've got stuff like that. And like I said, you can get a, a cheapo set of dice, whatever you need, and you, and you can play this game. But there there's definitely a lot of things that make the game, one, more interesting, um, two, a little bit more enjoyable, um, especially if you like dice like I do and <laughs> like Morgan does if you want <laughs> beautiful fancy dice um, where is my dice box this is my dice tray um, i don't know where i put my dice box there are many dice trays this, this is the one for me uh i play usually in a pretty dark room so i have a book light <laughs> uh, so that i can see my dice 
because uh, I'm a genius like that. Um, but dice trays are right. a big one, especially when you're um, in person or even not. Using a dice tray is nice because you can roll a die and guess what? It doesn't fly everywhere. I got a 12 on that D20. Um, I, I personally like... <laughs> Did you hear that? I heard something. <laughs> this Okay, this is going to be one of the nerdiest things I've ever said in my life. So I went to reach for my dice box and hit my lightsaber, and then my lightsaber <laughs> fell on my guitar. <laughs> That's like the nerdiest I was trying to get my dice, and I bumped my lightsaber. Oh and my, my lightsaber fell and hit my guitar. <laughs> Anyways, uh, hey, this is this is a really cool dice box. I made it. Heck yeah! What does that say? I said Asira Vinyata. It is uh, Norse for my precious friend. Because I am Nordic, that's why I have and this. You are a precious friend. My precious friend. I smelt a cigar You don't have to have fancy um, wood dice boxes either. I have some of these guys. It's a whole oh, pack yeah, of them. Oh, yeah, I got them. one of those too. And they just, I don't know where it is, but... They just clip. Oh, it's right here. This is what it looks like when it's clipped together. Yeah. <laughs> I, have the I same think I have one. like five of them or something like that. They came in a whole pack. And yep. boom, you have a dice box. And then yeah. you can fold it flat, and it can just get stacked with your books. I mean, there's there's so many options for things like that. You know, you you look online at companies, you know, like Wormwood, and don't get me wrong, they are gorgeous boxes. But then again, like Morgan said, she made her box. I made this one from things at Michael's. I just went and crafted yeah. it myself, stained the wood, put the felt in, all these things, and it works great. Hey. That was a nat 20. Okay, anyways. Uh, yeah. So, in case you can't tell, we're, like, scaling up. <clears throat> my voice. <laughs> we're scaling up things. Yeah, right? I mean, that's really So, you level. start off with literally nothing. Three people and a storyline. That's it. Yeah. And then you get some dice. You throw some dice in the mix. And then you, you get, get the-, the free PDF of rules yeah. online. You get a dice box, you know, scaling things up, up to, you know, the fancy things. Yeah. Um, in person, also, minis. Nathan has a million minis. A I've minis. got some minis. My this, lights are too bright. This um, shelf, uh, you can't really see on the Twitch stream, is full of all my large minis. Um. I haven't opened these up yet. Let me open these right now. An unboxing on stream of the Walmart diecast minis. In case none of you heard this story, my mom got me these because she um, asked me what I like to do. And I told her I have a podcast about Dungeons and Dragons. And she Googled it and then got these for me. Yeah, Nathan's got a horde of them. I just have the three sets that you can get off of walmart i legitimately in my bedroom right now probably have 1500 miniatures <laughs> these are heavy as fuck yeah they really are i have those guys sitting somewhere too i don't remember where i set them eventually i'm going to have um if i ever move into my new house that i'm supposed to be moving into I will have, like, an actual stream area set up, and I can put my uh, minis on a shelf behind wait, me. Like wait, wait, wait. Do you mean you're not going to have a, you're pockets. not just going to have a blanket behind you? That blanket's got to be, you, you just need to fold that blanket up and, like, put it in the background for the whole time. I times. will. <laughs> just so, like, remember w- yeah. where it started, with a blanket. With a blanket, because, again, for those of you that don't know, Behind me is my dresser and mirror, and where this is behind me is where I do my makeup. And so there's just a big mirror behind me with a bunch of shit everywhere. If if you um, are if you are a um, non makeup wearing person, 
um, that's never lived with a makeup wearing person, then uh, you don't know the struggle of seeing all that. Just it, it takes it's it's chaos. <laughs> Literally, like the desk is or the desk the dresser is like bigger than my wingspan. Like it goes from that wall all the way. Like it's like a three and a half feet, four feet desk. Yeah. Um. And it's it's all makeup and hair stuff and a bunch of other things. So that's why the blanket is behind me, the infamous blanket on a clothes rack. <laughs> um, so you don't see the mess that is behind me because I don't have anywhere else to set my computer and everything up to stream. Um, started at the bottom. Still Soon working our way here. up from the <laughs> bottom. To be here. You're, you're, you're still at that, uh, you're still at that like, uh, cheap set of dice off of Amazon and uh, yeah, the... <laughs> I'm still off the. <laughs> you um, don't have wormwood and gemstone dice quite at this moment in the in um, the stream setup. <laughs> Shadow of Death is it as bad as a theater dressing room? It's worse than a theater dressing room. If you um listen, here's the thing. So Shadow of Death and I both worked at Cedar Point. Um, if it is worse than the <laughs> um Aldrich Theater when pep rally was there. That's an inside thing for both. (laughs) (laughs) No idea, but I'm Um, assuming it's a big yikes. It's a big yikes. (laughs) Oh gosh. (laughs) My room is worse than Aldrich when pep rally was there. Oh, if anybody worked at Cedar point, you'll know that you'll know the story behind that. Um, anyways, um, (laughs) yeah, you can have minis. I'm just like unboxing all my minis now. I got the I got the same beholder that you have in your computer. Yes. Um, sorry, my thing. I had stuff pop up and I was trying to get to go away and it was being annoying. We're good. Fine. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, yeah. minis are great. I so like when before COVID started and I started playing online, I like played with minis very frequently. Um, mm-hmm. And along with minis come terrain and things like. Uh, yeah. All handmade. Well, see, I would even say before terrain, you would have like graph paper. Yeah. You know, like the like large the... sized graph paper to make maps. I don't think I can grab it right now, but I have like it's a big dry erase hex and um like yeah the uh, like squares um grafting it they just draw on with um dry yeah, erase markers. Maps. Started taking that out, drawing maps, um, and then like I said, it evolves into there, and then from there we start going to Peaceable terrain. Like Dwarven Forge and things like that, which is what this is. Um, It it devolves and it gets very expensive very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you have a significant other, they might yell at you a little bit when you ask them to spend like $600, $700 on (laughs) Dwarven Forge. But, um, you know. Yikes. Yeah. But it, it... it, it, again, like, I think a lot of these things that are things that you need for D&D aren't very much. Um, but things that you can use in D&D and things that can continually increase your en- oh, sorry, your enjoyment, if that's what you're interested in. Like, I love the map making and, you know, taking terrain and building terrain and crafting and painting minis and using beautiful, awesome monsters um, you know, that like legitimately, like for, as a DM, there's like such an awesome feeling, especially, you know, like I've always used a DM screen, mm-hmm. um, of like pulling out that awesome monster that like is super perfect. And like, just like really like you've got everyone's little guys out there and then you're like, here's a dragon, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's like such a good feeling of like you know, having that for me, that's what like I've brought a lot of enjoyment into the game when you're playing in person is having, you know, little trees and things that like, you know, you can really like 
bring someone in. Um, and battle maps are cool. I mean, there's ways to do it when you're playing online, which we're going to get to pretty soon here. Um, but for me, like, I love the miniatures. And like I said, like, you know, using Dwarven Forges to have these intricate rooms um, and little pieces of train. Like, I've got little bookshelves and desks and tables and, um, you know, different stuff like that that you can lay out and create these, like, intricate rooms that really, like, can help people's, uh, you know, suspension of disbelief and their, like, interest into the game. Yeah, and one of one of the things that I really, really loved, because um, I haven't done in-person games, obviously, for a very long time, um, but one of the things that I always loved was, like, when the DM or when I could um, create little props and handouts and things to get physically in their hands. So, you know, you come upon a room and it has three like vials of potion in it and you can physically set out three like little glass jars on the table and have like colored water in them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And have like colored water in them. One red, one blue, one green, you know, something like that. And one of one time, uh, and I know other people have done this, but one time I was playing in a game um, where one of my friends was the DM and he did that potion thing and he yeah. had those like little glass vials and one was red, one was blue, one was brown and one was green. And anybody who wanted to like use the potion in character had to drink the potion in real life and one of them was like a deadly poison and so he had like um orange or not orange juice it was like fruit punch in one of them yeah um blue Gatorade in another um tea in one and then in the other one, it was, uh, I think it was the green one. Yeah, the green one was lemon juice and vinegar with, like, green food coloring. <laughs> no, thank you, please. <laughs> but it was so funny. And, it like, it was so immersive for us to be, like, I was, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to drink the blue potion. And it's just, like, blueberry Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> like, that tastes great. What does it do? <laughs> I just think it, I uh, see the thing that only like disturbs me about that story is that like, I know myself and I'm just an idiot. So like, I would have been like, I'm going to chug this whole thing. And I would have like upturned the green <laughs> one into my mouth and then I would have vomited on the table. <laughs> yeah. So like do that at your own peril. Yeah. Take sips. But it's fun. <laughs> um, don't, don't be me and don't, don't be like, ha oh, I'm going to chug the whole thing. And then just like, yeah, that's a vinegar and see i think the other thing that's kind of this this might be like i don't know if this is a bad parenting story um but my parents when when me and my sister were growing up like they didn't like i mean i've got spanked don't get me wrong but like one of the punishments and this was like like especially something that worked for my sister um but it worked for me too is they would make us like drink like a spoonful of vinegar because me and my sister like as kids especially like hated the taste of vinegar, it just like grosses you out. So they're like, like you know, if you swear, it's like the bar soap, but like not supposed to eat soap, it's poisonous. You know, like vinegar is not gonna kill you. So like, uh, that was like something my mom did was like give us like vinegar and like make us like drink the vinegar to be like that's a bad thing. It's like I don't know. It's a, so I have like bad vinegar memories. <laughs> my mom is great. I love my mom so very much. But like that was just like one of like her punishments. It was like not beating us, not giving us stuff that was like intentionally harmful to us. Like vinegar's fine. It's not going to kill you to consume. Um, but we, we hated it. And yeah, especially, I think it'd be maybe better if it was like white vinegar, but she always like did apple cider vinegar and that stuff. See, my grandma was never like, she never made me drink apple cider vinegar for punishment. She made me drink it because it was healthy for me. So she was like, you have to take a shot of apple cider vinegar with your breakfast this morning. And I'm like, do I have to? I've seen, I mean, like, yes, I've it'll seen, make you healthy. I've no, seen the whole thing about like the, 
It's like the apple cider of the mother or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like a health fad, basically. Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is holy for I have no actual idea. But, like, I've definitely seen that be, like, a thing. So, like, maybe your grandma it's, was on to something. I mean. It's supposed to be healthy for you, but not in, like, large doses. <laughs> She's just, like, I just imagine, like, your grandma, like, coming up with one of those, like, uh, gallon, like, jugs of it and being, like, drink up, kitty. Oh, my God. No. No, she'd, like, pour it into a glass and, like, <laughs> it was always different. It was always different. And you know how, like, okay, so you know how when you drink with friends yeah, and each of them has, like, a different pour? Yeah. Like, you know who to ask to pour you a drink because one friend's going to be super heavy-handed and the other is going to pour you hardly anything for a shot. Yeah. My grandma's the heavy-hander, <laughs> um, but it's always at different rates like yeah. sometimes it'll be like a half a cup yeah. and other times it'll be like four tablespoons so your, your grandma but is it's the never one to party with is what amount. you're trying to say what your grandma's the one to party with is what you're saying no she's a very <laughs> christian woman and she'd probably be very upset to know I'll that just I trick her. i'll just trick her and, get, and tell her it's vinegar but it's actually vodka <laughs> no uh it's no. It's funny, uh, in the chat, uh, Fever Dream Studio says my friend practically drinks practically drinks vinegar. Um, it's one of the reasons that I stopped getting vinegar as a punishment growing up, honestly, because I started to not hate vinegar. Um, and then the other thing was that as a kid, I was, I, I still love pickles, don't get me wrong, but like as a kid, I was like the pickle kid, right? So like Dude. I would get in trouble because I would drink the pickle juice out of the jar before the pickles were gone. So there'd be like Dude, dry pickles. Same. <laughs> I would do the same thing. I would also just eat pickles by the handful. Like you could not keep pickles in the house with me. Cause yeah. I would eat them my, all. My family used to like kind of get mad at me as like a kid because like, like as I would, you know, drink pickle juice, eat pickles, like just devour them. And then the issue was that like my mom always said that like I'd start sweating, like especially if it's hot during the summer and I would smell like pickles. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I, it, it was, it was the most, but yeah, eventually I grew out of the, the whole vinegar punishment because I can just do it. I love, I do like vinegar now. So I like grew out of it. I think there was like a period of time when I was like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I finally got him out of the box. The wings are weird. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you gotta have like a, a weird story for him how he has like frontward wings <laughs> like what is that <laughs> what is that, that is, it's pretty cool though i like that he's like metallic looking yeah he's a metallic red dragon i have a like undead black dragon i have a white dragon a blue dragon a red dragon and a green dragon i think those are all my dragon minis Yeah. At least for like yeah. the large ones. But it's cool that he's like metallic looking. Yeah. Those metallic dragons though. But be scary. Metallic red dragon? That seems that seems different. You could like you have to like come up with a stat block for. Him. I think there is a metallic red dragon. Metallic red dragon. Let me Google it. BRB, sorry chat. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Back to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Now that we're done playing oh. with our toys, um, the bad boys of the bunch. My Red whole, is normally chromatic. Yeah. My whole room is basically toys, so I can, I can play with toys for for so long. You know what, though, in my world, in my canon, red dragons can be metallic. Yeah. Um. Because <laughs> that's it, that's everybody. what being a DM is. <laughs> you want it, you got it. I want it, I got it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely one of those things that like, uh, getting back onto it when you're using maps and you're going to think about using minis, um, you know, being able to use from the bare bones minimum of like literally a sheet of graph paper 
that you just ripped out of a notebook or the large like battle map graphs um, to like full terrain. Like uh, this is on the screen too. I have this big piece of like blue insulation foam stuff, um, which I use to create full battle map stuff. Like I've had, um, I wish I had them all here right now. I don't have access to them all right this second, but um, like these big mats that I've done where like I covered it with like gravel and sand and stuff and like painted it. So it's supposed to look like a like cavern floor. You know, you can use like the faux grass stuff. I've built like uh, I built this whole really cool encounter out of some of that foam stuff where it's like um, like over a cavern and I built a little bridge out of like string and little sticks and stuff um <laughs> and like doing those really intricate things um it's kind of like again this is like the same thing we talked about with like the dice and the books it's just like steps up right like you can just go from like little minis and you don't even need minis i mean people t- you could just grab some of those dice that you have and that's like a perfect way to do it because you can just take this dice right and put the one up and the guy that's one is bandit number one and then you switch it to a two and that's bandit number two and then as everyone's sitting there looking at the table you can see okay there's a one a two or if you got like different kinds of guys all the ones are goblins and all the twos are bugbears um you know there's different ways you can do that if you don't have minis because minis can be mm-hmm. they're not too too expensive but they can be expensive if you get quite a lot of them <laughs> yeah and to that extent if you're using dice you can use different dice to represent different things so you could use like a d12 to represent yeah. the 12 different goblins and then a d20 to represent the 10 different bugbears whatever yeah. it is that you're fighting yeah and it just kind of will let you be able to take these the idea of visualizing because there is something to be said that about theater of their mind compared to having a battle map that like mm-hmm. um i think there's a lot of there's kind of a lot of both ways right like if you go towards battle maps you've got your players are thinking more tactically they're thinking about like how to move around the field to like get into advantageous positions Mm-hmm. But then again, there's also the flip side of that with theater of the mind where sometimes you get like too into that and you're not thinking of like more creative, more story driven stuff in a combat and you start to get too tactical. Um, so I try to like, I usually try to like find a line to cross between that. Um, I, you know, I went from using like very strictly like having the squares on battle maps so when I build battle maps, I would just remove, like I would use like big boards that I built um, to like run the combat on. And then I use little lengths that equal what squares were of like rope or just a ruler um, to say, okay, no, that's this far. And like measuring that out. So it mm-hmm. gets rid of that. Like, oh, I need to move this square. That's five feet of my movement. Then I need to do this. It becomes... I, I liked to like kind of remove some of that. So it's not so like, okay, what can I perfectly tactically mindedly move this square to this square to that square? And, you know, it's kind of like it, it takes some of that um, engaging story element out and becomes too much of like, uh, like a war game really of like, boom, 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 like step, step, step. And that's one of the things that's beautiful about D and D is that collective storytelling where like, even in combat, you want it to be narrative and, fun and exciting and not just like yes yes i took three steps up here in these squares and then i used my action and i killed that bad guy and then i used a bonus action to make sure he was healed end of turn no boom it's it's more like yeah i ran across the battlefield and you know i pulled out my weapon and i like slayed across this guy and i turned and i saw you know such and such a need so i like you know called on the heavens to like heal you know, there's more of that, like, interest in, in narratively storytelling a battle compared to just, like, yes, I used this and this and this. These are my actions that I can take, and I took them, and now my turn is over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and that's what you said was another one of the big things is, like, theater of the mind versus um, 
physical storytelling. Yeah. So for those of you who are not familiar with those terms, um, theater of the mind is um, when everything is just described and you picture it how you picture it. Um, So, for example, your DM says um, you are in a dungeon. There is a thick, pungent smoke um, kind of filling the air, circling around you. It's kind of sticky in a way, like it sticks to your skin. You don't know, like, where it's coming from. You don't know how to get rid of it. Um one of your party members casts light and light cannot penetrate through the smoke. Um, And whatever you just pictured in your mind right now is that's theater of the mind. Um, (laughs) Storytelling. (laughs) Um, Improv. Is this a lesson in improv maybe? maybe? But... And then there's physical storytelling, which is where you use props and um, terrain and battle maps to show what exactly is happening. Um, Yeah, all of Nathan's reactions were good. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to act it out. (laughs) Your brush. I just saw your brush. I was trying to think of something to like cleaning sticky off myself. (laughs) That's all I came up with. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, it, um, like I said, so I think that... Had that theater like, of the Mind does take a lot more improv. Yeah, it takes a lot of improv, but it, like I said, there's there's kind of, like, in combat, and I think this is, like, an always a struggle for, I mean, I'd say 99% of DMs is finding that right balance um, in a combat where, one, it's still interesting. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. And two, um, that it's still narrative and not overly like, uh, okay, check. I have my movement. I made my movement. Check. I took my action. I attacked. Check. I took my bonus action. I'm done with that. Check. My turn's over. Like if it starts to feel this very like methodical, you want it to still feel interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, and not just like, okay, initiative turn, this one go check, check, check initiative turn. This one go check, 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 start over. It's it kind of you you're trying to find a way to like break that up like, um you know that's the system and that's how it works. But then again, you come to that point of like storytelling, um where it's important to have suspension of disbelief, and bring people away from that check check check, and let them have the interest, have the intrigue, have a little bit of storytelling while still checking all those boxes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, in the, it, one of the ways that, like we said, like the minis can definitely do that. You can kind of get a little bit interested in some of those kind of things. They help, um, but they're not necessary because, like I said, you can you can do that all theater of the mind. And, like, I don't know. Have you ever had this conversation with somebody, Morgan, of, like, whoop, don't hit my hmm? microphone like I'm a newbie. What's going on here? I, I actually... This is I totally rearranged everything in here, so I don't blame myself for smacking so I'm <laughs> not used to it all yet. <laughs> Things are way different than they were yesterday. Um But the have you ever had the conversation with someone about um a book that you've both read and you totally like interpreted someone or something about the book like yes, entirely God. separately? Which is like so interesting to me because like um like, we just talked about this, what, last week, I think it was? I was in the episode. Like, I was talking about how I romanticize books and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's there's something super fascinating to me about um, when two people read the same book and they, in, I, like, I understand, like, meaning and, like, you know, different mm-hmm. stuff like that get interpreted different ways all the time. I'm talking about, like, specifically, like, the description of a character, the description of a place, yeah. the way that something works. Um, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> you, like, you kind of get defensive. You're like, that's not what like like if like i'm not an artist by any means but like i just imagine if you had like two very talented artists like read the same book and then draw the character like without any idea except for the description and then looking very different from each other Mm -hmm. and it's like it's so interesting to me of like theater of the mind but it kind of like other people see theater of the mind might ruin it for you honestly i mean 
having having that yeah. in your own head where you're just like thinking yourself and coming up with how you think this would look and how you think this should work if you you know for example in D&D there's all these spells right maybe for you in your head spells are all just like colored beams that shoot out of people's hands um, mm-hmm. but maybe for someone else it's these like beautiful sparkly effects and shows and explosions and um, but then like like I said if you were to describe it like you know this it, when you've got that very in-depth like okay we're gonna like have these perfect miniatures and stuff and you're like if you were to go too far, it could, like I said, take people out of it because they're like, that's not how I've imagined this. This isn't how this works yeah. for me in my mind. Yeah, and to that extent, everybody has a different flavor. Yeah. Um, that's kind of a term that I know my friends and I use. I don't know if a lot of other people use, but they probably do. Um, yeah. But flavoring things. Yeah. So, for instance, um, one of my good friends, Scott, um, He's helping me out with QQA. I appreciate him very much. Um, but he has a character who is all about, like, acid damage. Um, and while he's a warlock that uses many spells, he flavors things to look like acid or to look like poisonous flowers, um, things like that. Um his twin sister in the campaign, um, she flavors everything because, like, she's, like, her character representation is, like, fall. So when she face steps, it's, like, fall leaves kind of, like, follow her. Yeah. Um, and you can do that with anything. So if somebody is, like, oh, I cast Eldritch Blast. I cast Eldritch Blast. And one person sees it as, like, a ray of black energy, but somebody else sees it as, like, purple smoke. Or somebody else sees it as, like, lime green acid. Like, it's different for everybody. And if you're going to be using visuals and things like that, it could be useful to you as a DM or as a player, even, to ask people what their magic looks like. Um, Because that could, in turn, affect like your character you know for some reason your character is afraid of the color purple <laughs> right Sorry. listen and this has been a thing we've had i i have been in a campaign where characters were afraid of a specific color I, i'm not okay? saying you can't that makes total sense it's just funny to me yeah so your character is afraid of the color purple and your party member over there just cast magic that looks like a cloud of purple smoke how are you going to react to it um that improves Ah. your (laughs) right Ah, that improves your role playing with that person now because now you get to have that confrontation of um what the fuck was that? <laughs> well, and I think for the DMs out there, this is something that's super useful to think about when you're talking especially about new players, right? You can get that very basic start into, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I use this thing on my sheet. Uh, it says it does this. And then you can yeah. say, you know, say they're using fairy fire or just light, right? Is it is it white light? What? Yeah, what color is, is, it, is it? it? Does it have a different color? What are those little, you know, these little globules that you got floating around with fairy fire, like are they different colors? What, is, what does it look like for you? Um, do you cast something, you know, and, and they go, uh, oh, oh, you know, like it's like, oh, I have to think about this. I don't just like, yeah. it's not a button I press. It's, it's a story to be told. <laughs> yeah. And that's like super, super useful <clears throat> stuff when, when you're, especially with new people of, bringing them out of that box a little bit. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of people starting in D&D that have played sorry, played a lot of video mm-hmm. games where it's just like, cool, buttons. Like, I click them yeah. and they, you know, they, like, do the things that I want them to I do. I point and shoot. Yeah, and that's, that's just not, that's not how a, you know, character sheet works. Like, yes, you are kind of picking a thing on the character sheet and making it work. Um, but you have to put a little bit of thought into that. And how does it work? How does that make sense? Is this how these things would would happen? And you can kind of go from there. 
and create something a little bit more interesting by drawing those little bits out of them. Like, cool, okay, like, that. how does this work? Do you do this specific thing? Do you do something when you are casting the spell? Maybe it's a spell that, like, really, like, doesn't have, like, a visual thing or it does something very specific. Okay, well, that's fine. But, like, how do you cast it? Like, you know, yeah. there's not these specific, you have to, you know, there's, it says like verbal, verbal, not what is verbal, verbal, somatic, um, and material components and things like that. Um, and when you're talking about those kind of things, it can be, it doesn't say you have to like shake your hands like this and then go like this. You know, you can describe it yourself. Um, and bring a little bit more interest to it. Yeah. So beyond the like physical of everything, um, a lot of people right now are playing online because that's what online is right now. Um, that's what online is. That's what D and D is right now. It's online because a lot of people can't meet in person. Yeah. And for, I know for me and my friend groups, um, and Nathan's as well, we're on opposite sides of the country and in different countries and yeah. literally on the other side of the world, Matt. And <laughs> <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired. Don't be in Australia. Rude. Um, <laughs> but so we turn to, you know, the different things that we have available on our computers, on our cell phones, um, the biggest thing that we all use is Discord. Um, Super honestly, heavy. before this year, I didn't really know what Discord was. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um, and then I joined, and I am on Discord every day, every single day. Yep. Um, updating things and talking to friends like that's how I talk to all of my friends yeah because you can just hop on the app on your phone or hop on your computer and talk to your friends no matter where they are um and all it takes is an internet connection yeah so you don't have to worry about call international phone calls that's nice imagine if we had um, to call Matt every time we wanted to talk to him I just wouldn't we wouldn't talk to him I mean Right. If I had to pay for an international phone call to talk to Matt, I would be like, "Sorry, Matt." Like Matt, move here now. Let me message you, you on Facebook. Sure. Let me email you. Let me email you. We'll email that, that would be. Forth. We'd be I like, love you, Matt. Email. I, I really do. You're my best friend. But also, if I had to pay every time I wanted to talk to you, I would not. You'd have to pay. You'd have to pay her so that she could pay. <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to, to Venmo me. Um, <laughs> Venmo me 20 bucks so I can call you tonight. <laughs> but no, I um, mean, for real, it's like, it's very, very awesome. If you're not on Discord, for one, get on Discord and come hang out with us. Uh, we've got yeah. our, our Rule of Cool channel on there. Um, but it's a great way to organize games. You can have te text threads in there where you're going to be able to discuss and schedule um, post maps and pictures and different things like that, character sheets for everyone to see. And then on top of that, you've got voice channels in Discord where everyone can jump into a little group chat. Um, you can turn videos on or you don't need to, and you can just sit there and have a discussion. Um, you can hang out and just chat, or you can run your game out of there just through speaking. Um, yeah. And another cool thing about that, which this is getting into, like, advanced features of Discord, and we're not here to, like, teach you how to use all of these things. We're just here to tell you what there is for you available. Um, maybe if we get enough interest in it and people want us to, we can have some podcast sessions where we teach you guys how to use some of these platforms. Um, but we'll, basically, we'll just go over the things that you can do. So in Discord, you can have public chats and private chats. So, you know, when you're at a table in real life and you want to talk to a character, you can pull them to another room and talk to them. Yeah. And you can do that in Discord, too. 
um, you can have like locked voice channels where it's like DM secrets. Um, and you can pull somebody to that voice channel and talk to them and nobody else can get in there to hear what you're saying. Um, and you can order so you your can do pizza. things like that. Huh? <laughs> and you can order the pizza. No. <laughs> you can order the pizza. Um, you can also add bots. You can add yeah. uh, bots to Discord. Um, like Avray, yeah. which is a dice rolling bot, um, which you can link to D&D Beyond. And if you have a character made on D&D Beyond, you can roll that character stats and everything in Discord. And um, running right into that, you can also get D&D Beyond. <laughs> Yeah, you can get D&D Beyond, um, which is a digital platform for all of the modules, the compendiums, um, the handbooks. You can create homebrew items. You can search homebrew items. You can create characters. You can create campaigns, encounters, if you have like a DM level of it. Um, it's free for basic, and you can make up to six characters with the basic hand, uh, basic handbook rules, or you can buy into it. Um, there's like different price scales. I pay the like most price scale for the yeah. DM. So um, I have, I don't remember. Uh, we should have looked this up. I'm going to look it up. Hold on. You can keep talking. Yeah. So I have, I pay for the highest price scale, um, because I bought books and I share content on there for my friends to make, um, characters which is another thing on roll 20 and on dd beyond which we'll get to roll 20 in a second but on roll 20 and dd beyond you can share content with your players so if you have um if one person in the party has every compendium every book every everything um they can share it they can just content share with other people and then everybody gets to use it and look at it and read it that's where i have all of the books and all of the modules and compendiums on D&D Beyond because between all of my friends that I have added on there um, and the campaigns that we're in together, they content share and I have access to all of the books. I could open up the D&D Beyond app on my phone right now and read any of them, uh, except for maybe one or two. I think between all of us, we're missing like two books. Um I cannot find the price. Maybe I'm an idiot. Yeah. We're just... Thanks, Morgan. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said maybe I'm an idiot, and then I, it wasn't, I don't think it was really your reading thing, but you went, yeah. No, it's like, damn, all right. <laughs> Oops. I can't Poor find timing. It. Uh, um, it's like, it's like five ninety nine for the basic version, though. Yeah. It, it's pretty um, Also... And it would be really cool to upload the books you physically own. That would be really nice. They should get on that because I know a lot of people that buy the physical books and then they also have to buy the digital if they want to buy it, if they want to make like a character sheet on there. And that's really unfortunate. But um, yeah, so you can link D&D Beyond to your Discord yeah. uh, through Avray and do that. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, for Nathan's campaign on Saturdays, we use Zoom. Because so the audio quality too. and video quality is more stable. Yeah. Um, we also use Zoom to record this podcast because, like we've said before, if you forgot, um, Nathan is on the West Coast and I am on the East Coast. Yep. Literally almost as far apart as we can get from each other. <laughs> yeah. I think the only way I could be farther is if I was in Florida, which I will probably be moving there in the next few months. <laughs> So uh, you could be in Australia, you know, <laughs> that's true. But I mean, like in the same country, but as yeah, far yeah. apart as no, possible, um, uh, that would be Florida. Yeah. I mean, Zoom's super awesome. Uh, Morgan has experienced this a few times now. Um, I use Zoom to do a very evil DM thing where <gasps> what Zoom does <sighs> is as you join a meeting, there's a waiting room, right? Where you're logged into the meeting, um, but you're not actually there speaking with anyone or seeing anyone yet. Um, and you can do this cool feature where you send someone to the waiting room, um, at, for yourself as the DM. If you are doing this, you need to be the host of the zoom call. Um, so keep that in mind, but 
evil. You can click on someone's name and, like I said, pop them into the waiting room. Um, and if you really want to mess with your players, you can send everybody except for one, maybe two people if you're, you have something more. But especially if it's like a one-on-one moment, um, you you know, same thing as what Morgan talked about you do on Discord, of hopping into that second channel. Um, except I feel much more dramatically when you don't say anything and you just start kicking people into the waiting room. And then Morgan is somehow always the last one. Yeah. He always picks me last. So I'm left watching the horrified look on whoever's getting left behind to experience whatever's about to happen with Nathan. And I'm like watching my friends pop out of existence one by one. Like, Oh God. Oh God, something's happening. Is it going to be me or is it going to be the other person who's getting fucked this time? Yeah. As uh, Morgan's like screaming, stop, don't do this. <laughs> or something. Yeah. It's very, but the thing about the thing about discord with the DM secrets is you can just like right click on it yeah. and hit move person yeah. and move that one person over in there. And like, if people are like watching the roll 20 while you're talking in discord or something, you can move people over and start talking to them before people even realize what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I think that there's, there's like a, the flip sides of the coin to that of like the, um, sneaky, 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 more the, like (laughs) if you're using zoom and you're kicking people into the waiting room is the like horrified experience of like, uh, leaving someone one-on-one is they're like freaking out. Don't really know what's happening as the rest of the party. It's just like screaming. And then they're like, everyone's messaging in the discord chat. Just like what's <laughs> happening. What's going on. Who's <laughs> freaking out. Um, and it's, it's kind of cool. And of course you can use that feature to say like, okay, like, Hey, we're going to like, you can tell people, of course you don't have to be a me and just like kick people into the waiting room. Yeah. Nathan you can, just starts kicking people without saying anything. <laughs> it's just, I'm just like, okay. Um, one second. Bye. And then people Goodbye. just start disappearing. <laughs> and like, it usually takes like two people or so before some, cause you know, sometimes there's audio issues or, or video issues. So people will like drop for a second and have to come back. Um, and I just think it's very funny cause usually like the first person goes and no one notices anything. And then like the second one goes and they're like, I think people start what to think something's happening? going on. And then like the third person's gone. And at that point, usually it's Morgan. Cause she's like at the bottom last to go. And it's just like freaking yeah. out. Yeah. No, no, please, no, not the <laughs> Don't box. Don't do it. <laughs> not the waiting room. Yeah, very uh, funny. God. Uh, cool feature. I, I had thought of that, like, at one point when I, like, figured out that I could put people into the waiting room, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, the first time it happened was definitely very, very dramatic and hilarious. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the last thing you can use, um, which this is not the last thing, but the last thing on our list that we use, yeah, um, or more specifically, I use because Nathan doesn't use it. I mean, I do um, technically is, use it. Like, I have to use I mean, it for QQA. Now you have to use it because of my campaign. You got you gonna learn. I, boy. I have attempted um, for like a long time to figure out how to use it. It just, I don't. I don't we're know. gonna we're gonna take a day. Maybe that's our next podcast um, is teaching people how to use Roll20. And we'll ha- we maybe we'll have a special guest on here that will help us teach people how to use Roll20. Yes. Um, but can I can I do something? Can I? Like pop something up on the screen so we turn it? Can I? Oh, you disabled screen sharing. <laughs> um, did I? Yeah. Hold on. I should be able to. Because I'm going to talk about it, but I also, uh, for people who are watching the stream, I want to show them a couple things. It's going to get quiet for a second, um, guys, on the, yeah. the stream. Uh, give me one second. We're still here, Morgan, but they just can't hear us for a second. Um, okay. I'm going to put it on the screen that way it's not like in the tiny little box or something okay okay guys we're back sorry about that hello um i think it's this one nope yes i think you're i'm screen sharing 
Don't mind us, guys. We're figuring it out. It's fine. There. Now everyone on the stream should be able to see everything you're showing right now. Awesome. So I'm going to describe it for those of you that are in the podcast, but I'm going to show it to people who are on the stream. This is my real 20. Um, this is the battle map that if you guys watched the first episode, um, you could see it. Um, now, I can't share everything but because I can't give all my secrets away to Nathan, who is in this campaign. I'm not looking. Um, but um, in Roll20, you can set up character sheets. And let's see, who has a character sheet that I can look at? Um, Adora might. So you can set up your characters, be able to go in. You know, there's her token. I can, re- I can request sheet. remote control and take over and then see all your DM secrets. No. <laughs> um, but... Um, you can go in and see the character sheet, and then you can just click things to roll them. So, you know, you want to roll initiative. You'll click initiative, and whoop, and it'll roll initiative. Um, I can create a turn tracker, um, and if I have a token on the board, let me throw Adora out here. Um... I throw a door out on the board. I click her. Do, do, do. I go to her character sheet. And I click initiative. And it'll send the initiative directly to the tracker. So um, instead of like having to write it all down and keep track of it, everybody can just click their initiative. Um, and it'll get sent to the turn tracker super easy to take care of and then I just get rid of it um, also I have an API set up thanks to our dear friend Scott um, that you can see this aura of green around the token um, so as characters get hurt um, which for the sake of showing you guys I'll pull up her character sheet again Did you move it over here Maybe not. Make it smaller. So I have a uh, API on here. If I, uh, if she gets damaged, you know, she has 27 total hit points. She gets hit. She goes down to 22 hit points. Once you hit enter on that, you'll see a little animation of blood. And the tracker will get dimmer and dimmer. Um, the aura will get dimmer and dimmer. And as uh, the character gets closer to death, um, you'll see that the aura will turn from green to yellow. And then finally, it'll turn red um, when you are very seriously injured. And then once you hit zero hit points, gives you a big old X to know that you are you, down. Um, when So can you only see the aura if you're clicked on to... The token, like, because you have the little, like... No, anybody can see the auras at any time. So if you are a cleric, right, if you're a healer and you have, like, three other party members with you, whatever they are, let's say, rogue, bard, sorcerer, right, and um, you're in combat, you can actively see how injured the other characters are um, all the way through combat. So, like, if um, you click off of it to get rid of the little bubbles, right, the yeah. stuff is still going to be there? Oh, okay. I see. I see. Yep. Yep. It's always there. Um, and so I like that because we had talked about in our metagaming episode before about how, you know, we don't, you know, it's it sucks when you're like, how's everybody looking? And they're like, oh, I got five hit points left. Oh, I have 10 hit points left. Oh, I'm fine. I have 30 hit points. It, it's easier to just, if you're doing things like this online, um, to have that API tracker and be able to just look and see, because that's what you would be doing if it were real life. You would just look at them and be like, oh, they're like bleeding bad. They're and you hurt. look over and somebody's like or, spitting oh, up like, blood. They look fine. What? Somebody, you look over and somebody's spitting up blood. You go, oh, this is worrisome. 
Yeah, right. So I I like that. Um, and then of course, you know, you can have your handouts. So I have a handout. Hey Morgan. What? What's a Goliath werebear? Oh, that's an example. <laughs> so um I'll get to that in a second. Tell um me so your I have like handouts that show, you know, all the Norse deities because I use the Norse pantheon for my campaign. Um, so any of the players can go in and look at this handout at any time and see, oh, Odin is the god of knowledge and war. He's a neutral good. Um, his symbol is a watching blue eye. Uh, Hermit is the god of luck, chaotic, neutral, trickery, domain, uh, winged scroll. Um, then you have, so this is one of my monsters. This is just an example monster, not a monster that I'm actually using. Or is it? Um, <laughs> I, I have a werebear set up and I can, you know, have the, I I have this, uh, um, this is from, um, Icewind. You can have the description, the traits, the actions, the reactions, and uh, be able to show, you know, you can show it to the players, um, if you so choose. And you have like a character sheet to be able to just click. I just click multi-attack and it rolls it for me. Um, or, I mean, it doesn't roll multi-attack. I would have to click bite. And it would make the attack for me. Um, so, yeah. Roll 20. I like roll 20 a lot. My uh, Pretty much all of my friends use it except for Nathan. Um, Jeremy doesn't use it anymore, but he that's because he uses Theater of the Mind. Um, yeah, so those are some of the things that we have. I'm going to stop my screen share now. Oh, we should Oop. be back. Yep. Look at this. Um, I have the Goliath Werebear Mini. Nice. <laughs> from the, this is like the, from the blind boxes for Icewind Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, learn all the DM secrets. Um, no, Nothing you will you never learn all of my about. secrets. I hid a bunch of things in my roll 20 before I opened it so that nobody could see my secrets. Hey, no spoilers. Go back and watch the first episode of QQA, but, um, I'm already learning secrets with my, uh, oh my gosh. First, yeah, first you absolute secret. animal. <laughs> All, all by my own, just like, open I don't a know. plot hook in the very first episode because I forgot that you have divine sense. Thank you, Shadow of Death. I appreciate that love. I was real nervous about it. Um, we have like, <laughs> but I'm glad people like it. We have like 60 views on it or something like that, too. What? I think there's like 60 views on it or something like that, which is pretty good nice. for us. Let's see. I will tell you right now. QQA episode one, 59 watches. Nice. Uh, I'm excited for the next episode. I'll have to really put that on nice. the schedule too. But I think that's I think about that's... all we have for this episode. Um, tell your friends. Tell your friends about Rule of Cool. Tell your friends about QQA. Let them know what we're doing and when we're doing it. Um, if you ever have questions about things, you can hop over to our Discord or message us or comment whatever on any of our social media posts, yeah. and we will respond to you. Um, to that extent, like us on all of our social medias. We have a Facebook. We have an Instagram. We have a Discord. Um, I have a TikTok that I promote our... <laughs> I got a TikTok too, and I uh, occasionally promote stuff. I'm also posting my building of uh, my fancy computer on there. Yeah, follow Nathan on uh, TikTok. Uh, thank you to everybody that has supported us. Art. We are so, so, so grateful for everybody who is following, everybody who is subscribed. Um, every little bit helps. Um, we are going to start running ads. Um just to give ourselves a break sometimes because podcasting for two hours straight, (laughs) you know, sometimes we need a break to get a drink or take a breath or think about the next thing we're about to say before we say it, because, Oh boy, we don't do enough thinking about the words we say Um, sometimes. Oh, I forgot to do this. Hold on. Morgan. There's one last thing before we go out. 
hello, daddy, take me. Oh, God. <laughs> no. It's on there now. I totally forgot. I. Let's, let's hit it one more. Oh. Hello, daddy, take me. I have so many regrets. I have so <laughs> many regrets. That's on the internet forever, man. Oh, I, it's there forever, and I can't do anything about it. It's so funny. Uh, I was. I had to add that. I was like, it's time. And especially, especially because I was editing, it was like just right there for the taking. I just had to snip yeah, it out. Yeah, and that's rude because the only reason you edited is because the podcast <laughs> didn't get uploaded to our Google Drive so I could edit it. I know. You were going to edit. You would have edited it out, though, and it's so funny. I wouldn't have edited out of the <laughs> podcast, but I wouldn't have made it a clip on our Twitch. I wouldn't have made it a I, I didn't uh, make it a teaser. clip on I wouldn't Twitch. have made it a teaser clip, and I also would not have put it on our soundboard. <laughs> but you know what? Hello, Daddy, take me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, now I've got. I, I need to. I, I don't know. I, maybe I don't say enough funny stuff. Morgan's. Morgan you don't. Is the you don't stuff. say enough funny stuff. I, I say all the funny things. Usually, um, I don't embarrass myself on the internet. I'm just sitting here spitting facts. And uh, saying. Okay, funny that things. needs to get added to the soundboard. <laughs> spitting facts. <laughs> <laughs> but. Because the only one I have that relates to me is... It was at this moment that Nathan knew he fucked up. Yeah. And then Morgan Morgan now has... Hello, daddy, take me. Get out of here. <laughs> we don't want you. Yeah. Oh, big yawn. I, I'm just funny. What can I say? I'm a hilarious person. <laughs> um, I know you did, Zach. I know you made it a clip. <laughs> Yeah, that one wasn't me. Uh, it's fine. I did make it. I, I did make it, it our I, teaser trailer for the last six episode, though. I am a bard. You're damn straight. I'm a bard. Anybody who questions that needs help. Um, we already established I'm a bard lock with necromancer background. Yeah, that's why she walks towards weird graves and graveyards and asks the demons to. Hello, daddy. Take me. Yep. Um, and with that, um, thank that's gonna, you. That's going to do it for us. Thanks, guys. Long enough. Yeah. We're going to leave the call. Um, thank you guys for hanging out with us. This has been another episode of the Roller Cool Podcast. Let's play D&D. Let's play D&D, our favorite RPG. Escape real life and play pretend with no real consequences. Let's play D&D, you and me, and all of our best friends except that one guy. Let's play D&D, our favorite RPG.